Hey everyone, my name is Eric Escobar and I'm the Tech Talker. I'm writing this podcast after a great week at DEF CON. If you don't know, DEF CON is one of the largest hacking conferences in the world, where hackers from across the globe gather to share ideas, listen to leading security experts, and compete in ruthless hacking contests. In the spirit of DEF CON and my week of hacking, I'm going to cover one question that I got asked all of the time. How do you crack a password? But first, this podcast is sponsored by lynda.com. Lynda.com is an easy and affordable way to help individuals and organizations learn. Instantly stream thousands of courses created by experts on software, web development, graphic design, and much more. So as I'm sure all of you guys know, I'm in the tech industry, and I absolutely love Lynda.com. They have a ton of development courses from almost every language of programming that you can imagine. And what I really like is that I know all of these courses are taught by someone who's really knowledgeable in the subject. I can't tell you how many times I've consulted a YouTube video or a web page just to find out that the person giving the talk doesn't really know what they're talking about. With lynda.com, they have beginner to advanced courses for all experience levels. They have mobile apps so when you're on the go, you can just pop in your headphones and watch a full course. Then you can pause it and come back to it when you're at your computer. I initially started using lynda.com so I could get some experience with some other programming languages. But then I found that they had other great content, such as how to use certain programs like Photoshop that I've been wanting to learn for a really long time. All of the courses are in HD, and they also have transcripts, so you can search through each course and see only the portion that you want. Okay, now I've worked out an exclusive deal with lynda.com to provide you with a special offer to access all of their courses for free for seven days. Visit lynda.com slash techtalker. To try it free for seven days. That's lynda, L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash tech talker. To answer that, I'm going to take you through the steps a hacker would use to break your password so that you can avoid some of the pitfalls that would make you an easy target to any password cracker out there. First, let's talk about how passwords are stored. If a website or program is storing your password, like Google, Facebook, or anywhere that you have an online account, The password is generally stored in the form of a hash. A hash is basically a secure way of storing passwords based upon math. A hash is also a way of scrambling a password, so if you know the trick, you can easily unscramble it. It would be similar to hiding a key to your house in your front yard. If you knew where the key was, it would take only a few seconds to find it. However, if you didn't know where the key was, it would probably take you a lot longer to find it. Now, let's break down password attacks into two different types, offline and online. Offline attacks are where a hacker can take a password hash, copy it, and take it home with them to work on. Online attacks require that the attacker trying to log into your online account to go to the specific website that they are targeting. Online attacks on secure websites are very difficult for a hacker because these types of sites will limit the number of times an attacker can try the password. This has probably happened to you if you've forgotten your password and been locked out of your account. This system is actually designed to protect you from hackers who are trying billions of guesses to figure out your password. An example of an online attack would be like if you tried to search for someone's hidden key in their front yard while they were home. If you looked in a few places, it probably wouldn't look too odd. However, if you spent all day in the front of their house, you'd be spotted right away and told to leave. Now, in the case of an online attack, a hacker would most likely do a lot of research on a particular target to see if they could find any identifying information about them, such as children's names, birthdays, significant others, old addresses, etc. 
From there, an attacker could try a handful of targeted passwords that would have a higher success rate than just random guesses. Offline attacks are much more sinister and don't offer this protection. Offline attacks take place when an encrypted file such as a PDF or document is intercepted, or when a hashed key is transferred, as in the case with Wi-Fi. If you copy an encrypted file or hashed password, an attacker can take this key home with them and try and crack it at their leisure. Although this may sound awful, it's not as bad as you may think. Password hashes are almost always one-way functions. In English, this just means that you can perform a series of scrambles of your password. And these scrambles are next to impossible to reverse. This makes finding a password pretty darn difficult. Essentially, a hacker has to be very, very patient and try thousands, millions, billions, and sometimes even trillions of passwords before they find the right one. There are a few ways hackers go about this to increase the probability that they can find the password. This includes a type of attack known as a dictionary attack. Dictionary attacks are just what they sound like. You use the dictionary to find a password. Hackers basically have very large text files that include millions of generic passwords, such as password, I love you, 12345, admin, or 12345678, and if I just said your password, go change it right now. Hackers will try each of these passwords, which may sound like a lot of work, but it's not. Hackers use really fast computers and sometimes even video game graphics cards in order to try zillions of passwords. As an example, while competing at DEF CON this last week, I used my graphics card to break an offline password at a speed of 500,000 passwords a second. Okay, now if a hacker can't guess your password from a dictionary of known passwords, their next option will be to use some general rules to try a lot of combinations of specified characters. This means that instead of trying a list of passwords, a hacker would specify a list of characters to try. For example, if I knew your password was just numbers, I would tell my program to only try number combinations as passwords. From here, the program would try every combination of numbers until it cracked the password. Hackers can specify a ton of other settings, like minimum and maximum length, how many times to repeat a specific character in a row, and many more. This decreases the amount of work the program would need to do. So let's say I had an 8-character password made up of just numbers. Using my graphics card, it would take about 200 seconds, just over 3 minutes, to crack that password. However, if the password included lowercase letters and numbers, the same 8-character password would take about 2 days to decode. Thanks again to today's sponsor, lynda.com. lynda.com is an easy and affordable way to help individuals and organizations learn. Instantly stream thousands of courses created by experts on business, software, web development, graphic design, and more. For a free trial, visit lynda.com slash techtalker. That's lynda.com slash techtalker. Okay, now if an attacker's had no luck with these other two methods, they may also try to brute force your password. A brute force tries every character combination until it gets to your password. Generally, this type of attack is impractical, though as anything over 10 characters would take millions of years to figure out. As you can see, cracking a password isn't as hard as you may think, in theory. You just try trillions of passwords until you get the right one, right? However, it's important to remember that finding one needle in the haystack is sometimes next to impossible. Your best safety bet is to have a long password that is unique to you and whatever service you're using. I'd highly recommend checking out my episodes on storing passwords and creating strong passwords for more information.
And I've posted a link to both of these episodes in the show notes of today's episode. Well, that's it for today. Be sure to check out all of my earlier episodes at techtalker.quickanddirtytips.com. And if you have any further questions about this podcast or want to make a suggestion for a future episode, post them on the Tech Talker Facebook page. And until next time, I'm the Tech Talker. Keep your technology simple.